Grandpa wants this picture here It's all black and white And it ain't real clear Is that you there? He said, yeah, I was a loving And times were tough Back in 35 That's me and Uncle Joe Just trying to survive A cotton farm In a great depression If it looks like we were scared to death Like a couple of kids just trying to save each other You should have seen it in color What's going on, Patriots? Back with another edition of the Patriots Prayer Podcast. We're glad to be with you today on this Thursday. Getting closer to Friday, not quite. That's what Thursday is, really, right? Not quite Friday. That's <laughs> that's really how most people look at it. It's how I feel about it sometimes. I have to be honest with you. I actually enjoy what I do. I don't mind getting up and going to work at all. Um, I, I really do enjoy uh, the time I spend there and the people that I work with. Um, as you can tell, they're probably listening. So, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I love that opening tune right there. That that Jamie John Jamie Johnson in general, I just like. But uh, there's something to country music that I just didn't get as a kid. You know, I remember uh, hating country music as a child, uh, even into my teens. I just it was just not my thing, and. Uh, I don't know, something happened along the way where I actually started listening to the words and then mainstream music became prevailingly more just stupid, idiotic. Uh, it, talking about things that you, you didn't quite care to hear uh, or want to know about. They weren't saying anything. So uh, country music right now is probably, uh, there's no probably about it. It's the best music out there. They're the only ones actually saying something. You know, they're, they're actually defending a, a, a moral point of view or having a standard, except for those few, right? And I'm one of those people that don't like a lot of the new country music because it's pop. It's not country. Uh, in some cases, it's, it's pop. That's all right. But to call it country is sacrilegious. But um, I, 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 I just like music in general. But it's just got to say something. There's got to be something to it. Uh, for those of you who have seen the reaction videos and things that I do on my YouTube channel, uh, you'll get there's got to be something to the song uh, to make me even want to do that. So uh, country music is definitely it right now. Uh, okay, on to something actually more substantial than me. Um, you know, uh, the, the press the, the, the press uh, pushed one of Biden's cabinet members today and pushed him for an answer on whether or not Biden is truly corrupt. Uh but it, what's priceless about the whole thing is the look on his face when when they finally when they ask him and he gets around to answering the question. The look on his face tells you that yes, I'm thinking one thing, but I'm saying another thing. It's obvious I'm being paid, right? Uh, it's just funny. It's just funny. But watch him; you'll see yourself. 
Uh, there have been many developments in the House investigations into the First Family's international business dealings recently. Uh, there's one committee trying to get an FBI file alleging that President Biden took bribes. There's another IRS whistleblower who's alleging there's a cover-up in the investigation. Amid all of this, there was a Harvard-Harris poll this month that found that 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence-peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Exactly. <laughs> president, the president, the it took president him a while. The president has this, uh, and there's nothing to it. And as for the, the, the whistleblower issue that you talked about and, uh, um, and the, the document, I, I believe the FBI has spoken to that, and you're going to have to go to them on that. <laughs> the guy couldn't answer, uh-uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, exactly. So, <laughs> uh. You know the the it, to me to me and I think most Americans right. It's very hard to think for a second that uh, this guy's not corrupt. He's a hundred percent corrupt. Explain twenty one shell companies. Explain why your grandkids are getting money from China from from inter energy companies. Explain why you got uh, all you went over to Ukraine and you went over to Romania. You spoke about. Uh, foreign aid and so forth. You leave the country and you start getting paid. I mean, uh, it, it's not what just what it looks like when this happens again and again and again. And there's a pattern. Um, it's obviously true. The problem I have with it is that there's enough evidence now to substantiate the fact that there may have been something. Now I'm just saying may just just to argue the other side, right? Just may. We know it's true. We know this is what he did. We know this is who he is. However, when when a charge this serious and a, something of this magnitude is levied against someone in a political uh, position and in a position of power and authority, such as a president, I think there should be a time where that president's powers to do certain things, if the evidence and any is substantiated to at least a certain degree, not just on the say-so of the opposing party. Can you imagine? Uh, you imagine what the Democrats would do with a power like that. Um, however, you know, once you have substantiated that enough of the evidence is actually true, enough to, to warrant a further investigation or maybe even a, even a hearing, um, the, the president's decision-making power should be limited to certain degrees uh, of what he's allowed to do that may or may not harm the country as a whole, especially if he's under criminal proceedings. So it's just something that worries me because this guy is literally that corrupt. This is not just politics. It's on the news every day. So you've became numb to uh, what's happening. But the reality of it is, is that we have enough evidence now uh, about this guy to really warrant a serious investigation, court case, enough to where some of the things that he does or says um, that seemingly are anti-American on their face 
should be questioned because this guy is not making good decisions for his own citizens, for his own country. He seems to not care about American values. He cares about somebody's values, just not ours. Now, in New York, they are once again, again. Uh, going. Uh, they are going after some senior citizens, and uh, senior citizens in New York were approached by someone they said uh, attempted to rob them. A 65-year-old man shot and killed a 32-year-old man in Queens in New York City on Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. The incident occurred near the Queens Criminal Court in Coo Gardens. A 32-year-old man approached the 65-year-old man with an unidentified object in his hand. The 65-year-old man drew his gun and fired multiple shots to the victim's chest. Now, the EMS personnel pronounced the victim dead at the scene. Police arrested the 65-year-old man and took him in for questioning. Police say the victim's identity is being withheld until his family is notified, and they went as far as to say victim. He's not a victim. If the man tried to rob somebody, whatever he had in his hand was obviously at the scene of the crime when they showed up. Uh, the old man's story could have been easily corroborated uh, it seems to me like when they release statements like this, they're going out of their way to make sure that the criminal is also seen as a victim, and I hate that. Uh, the department, excuse me, the shooter's name has also been uh, the victim. Now, he's the shooter, but the criminal was the victim. But, come on, man. The shooter's name has also not been released by the NYPD. The investigation is ongoing currently. Now, the 32-year-old victim's death comes shortly after two shooting incidents in Queens over the last few weeks. A teenager who's pronounced brain-dead on Sunday after being fatally struck by a stray bullet. A man fatally shot his nephew and wounded his niece uh, this, uh, the, the month after a dispute over a simple dinner. Uh, police should continue to investigate the incident and bring the shooter to justice. Uh, the community should work together to prevent future shootings. How do you do that in a city that continually votes themselves into a socialist Marxist nightmare where people don't enforce the law and they only enforce the law against people with whom they don't share the same political ideology, uh, which is Alvin Bragg and people like Alvin Bragg. Uh, they, if you are or you should so happen to be a Republican or a conservative, or religious individual, and you get in trouble in New York, God bless you. But I wouldn't want to be you in any way, shape, or form. I would not want to be you. Um, they have shown their contempt for anything and everything that screams American value. They are, uh, they are known to create things uh, to go after their enemies in New York where there is none, such as what they did to Trump when they bootstrapped a charge that was otherwise beyond its statute, uh, statute of limitations uh, just to create a felony charge to try to put a black mark on Trump's record prior to this election, uh, it's not going to work. It just makes him more popular every time you do this. Every damn time you guys come at this guy with a different allegation, uh, all unfounded, it, it blows up in your face. Um, 
what what's really killing me about all the news all of it whether you know from east coast to west coast and everywhere in between the things we're fighting over are people trying to change the culture of the country we came that we love the place where we grew up the values that we hold dear the the fight isn't against the right and the left right right and left has always been here we usually share we used to share dinner tables um it, but the 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 fight is now truly over the fact that they're saying our entire way of thinking, our way of life is systematically been programmed into us that we are racist, that we are bigotous, but we don't even know it. Unbeknownst to us, we're we're doing this because we've been programmed to. We don't even see our racism. We have no clue about the the things that we are thinking. Uh, you know. I'm glad you told me because otherwise I wouldn't have known type of a situation. Um, it's sad because they actually believe that crap when they're saying it. They they preach this to children. They go and uh, 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 they populate popular professions and, and, and ones that are respected, like in the medical community and in the education community. We're going to talk about that a little later when we talk about this uh, ousted San Francisco DA, uh, Chesa Budin, who is due to start his new job at a University of California, Berkeley. Now, I don't think there's a college in this country that I have more contempt for than Berkeley. I think the things that they do there and the way that they teach their students, all the way back to, I remember when Ronald Reagan was sitting there trying to tell them like this that the reason why this happened is because you people who know better when he was talking about one of the buildings in berkeley being burned down by the people there uh that you told them that they could get away with anything uh that they did as long as it was in the name of social justice this was going on way back when ronnie was in office you know reagan didn't play these games and he got up and he walked out on him and it we need to not have this conversation either we're not going to convince these idiots that they're wrong. They're not going to concede that they're wrong. They're not going to concede that the world around them is falling apart due to the things that they believe, due to the things that they are pushing. You, you think the world's getting better because it's more woke? No, look at you. Look at the world around you. Look at the people around you. Look at the crime on the TV and the cities. Why is that happening? Do you think it's happening because... I don't know, the conservatives are out there doing it? No. No. People, wake up. Wake up. These people are doing this and they're pushing these ideas um, partially because some of them are actually touched in the head. And the other part is because the other ones literally want to tear down uh, the country that we live in because they don't like it. They want to rebuild it in the image and some Marxist, uh, 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 Marxist or socialist uh, 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 utopia, but here's the thing, and I got into the, or, uh, got into it a little bit early online with somebody over this because I called them uh, truly fascists, and he said socialists can't be fascists. Well, let me explain, Waterhead. First of all, you guys come with something that you call socialism and Marxism, but you're truly fascists under the guides or the pretend. Uh, uh, the pretense of being or pushing a socialist or Marxist agenda, Ca uh, cancel culture, absolutely a fascist thing. 
safe spaces, which is a place where you can go discuss ideas and be who you are, but conservatives aren't allowed. This is done to keep out one form of ideology. There are professors in colleges and colleges in general that allow these professors to force these types of things on their students, such as the one that forced all of her students to pay $99 in a pledge to her particular benefit uh, 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 of the something that she was in charge of, her cause. So people who took her class ended up having to give donations to her cause in order to get through her class. And her college was okay with this. This is the same, these colleges employ people like William Ayers, uh, the guy who was famous uh, for uh, helping Obama get to a, pos a position of power that he got to early on in his career, and who's also said to be the ghostwriter of the Dreams from My Father. He was the leader of the Weathermen Underground along with Teresa Dorn. He uh, killed police officers and even bombed the Pentagon. Uh, this guy is not a nice guy, but these are the people that your Democrats look up to. When Obama was asked, hey, why did you befriend him and, and deal with this guy? He said, oh, the things that you don't like about him or those bad things, those things happened when I was nine. Yes, but you didn't befriend him at nine. At 39, however, you're sitting down with the same man uh, and, and, and helping each other uh, along in the next uh, level and stage of your life, him helping you along with getting to your next political plateau and him helping you by writing your book. So this is this is not something that we think that uh that the Democrats are um they they just like people who believe those things or open to it. No. We believe you guys are full on communists. We believe you're just taking it in stages and a step at a time and small goals, but you're full on communists. And Nikita Khrushchev, who was the leader of Russia some time ago, made this statement. He said, the United States will never uh, accept uh, communism. But if you spoon-feed them socialism over a long period of time, they'll begin to ask for it. And he was 100% right, because you see it today. That's mainly why the Democrats are in power. They're in power right now today because their constituents, their base, votes for them because they believe that the right, should they gain ultimate power, would take away their entitlements, and they may have to get off their ass. Plain and simple, there's no better way to put it, and being politically correct about it has never helped anybody. Um, the reason why I call the Democrats also the real fascists is because they don't allow other ideas, open debate, the masks, the vaccines, all of these things we just watched take place in front of our face, even when the studies came out that contradicted and, and medical professionals like Robert McCullough, Terry Mullis, Christine Northrup, all these doctors that came out to tell them, hey, you're, what you're saying is absolutely wrong and, and people need to know the truth. They shut their accounts down. They, they, they censored them in every way, shape, or form because they didn't want those ideas getting out into the mainstream. <clears throat> but they wanted only their narrative to get out there. Matter of fact, Anthony Fauci gave a $9 million grant to both the scientists who changed their tune as to whether or not the, the virus, the coronavirus, came from a lab leak or it occurred naturally in nature. And when they changed their tune, they mysteriously got $9 million grants each. This is the same thing they do when it comes to global warming and things like that. Do you think that a scientist that is applying for federal grants 
that takes a stand against global warming and climate change is going to get his grant approved? No. They, they toe the line because if they don't toe the line, they lose their grant money. And it's sad because it's counterproductive as far as science goes. That's not science. You're, you're, it's, it's a pay-to-play scheme. Just in Joe Biden, as we know, is, you know, likes those quite a bit. He likes those quite a bit. So <clears throat> now this ousted San Francisco DA, Chesa Budan, to start a new job at the University of California, Berkeley. <clears throat> Chesa Budan, the former San Francisco uh, district attorney who was recalled in a 2022 election, has been named the founding executive director of the University of California, Berkeley's new law school and criminal law and justice. Now, here's a guy who is so damned liberal, so far beyond the, <laughs> he crossed the line a long time ago, right? That even the folks in San Francisco recalled him and kicked his ass to the curb. So um, now you're going to put that guy who couldn't do that job in the most liberal city in the entirety of the United States, and you're going to put him in charge of a learning institution that's supposed to shape young minds. One of the most radical uh, learning institutions as far as shaping young minds in the country. In the country. These are the people who get violent and, and, and go after people like Ben Shapiro that say, these are the people that literally believe words are violence. Words are violence. No, violence is violence. If I have an idea and that idea offends you or hurts you and you don't have the ability to defend the opposing idea, it says more about you than me. So when people are weak-minded and don't have the ability to do that on its face and they care more about their feelings than facts, their only, uh, th their only recourse at that point is to become violent because they can't defend their idiotic ideas because they're a bunch of waterheads. Uh, you know, if we were to allow people to continue to permeate the entirety of the United States with uh, legislation based solely on how they feel and what they think is true instead of what we absolutely know has, is true and has been that way since the beginning of time, um, do you think the society would be better for it? I don't believe that it would be better for it at all. I believe that it hurts us. I believe it hurts us. Uh, tremendously it hurts us uh, and, and it makes us look terrible on the world stage the reason why the United States is stays safe and, and free from uh, our enemies and, and the people who just hate the the, <laughs> the bejesus out of us uh, across the world is because they respect and fear us at the same time however if you take a look at these guys that are now in power and the people that Joe Biden is putting in his cabinet, um, they, they don't fear us anymore. They're laughing at us. They're absolutely laughing at us. And it would surprise me greatly if Biden gets to finish his tenure as president because he's only going to get this one. There's not even a chance in, uh, you know, ice water's chance in hell that this guy is going to get reelected. I mean, come on, really? If he gets reelected again, you know. Beyond any shadow of a doubt, the election was rigged, rigged more than the first one. <laughs> you know beyond any shadow of a doubt this thing was rigged. He goes in the Guinness Book of World Records for the lowest polling numbers of any president in history. 
as far as approval rating. So, yeah, he's he's got a snowball's chance in hell of getting reelected. Now, do you really want this guy, uh, Budin, uh, shaping young minds? And uh, I don't even know why in the article they call this man a progressive. He is not a – he's a communist. He's a, 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 a progressive. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he faced criticism from some of the residents and law enforcement officials for his uh, for his policies, which they argued led to an increase in crime. And they did. They were people getting out reoffending. As a matter of fact, there was a woman who was assaulted by her husband who was later killed because he was released immediately after the incident. This is happening across the United States. It's happening everywhere, not just there. They were just the the the, the, the first ones to do it. Okay, they were the first ones. Some legal, uh, legal experts have praised Budin's appointment uh, to, to, wow, I would really like to know who these legal experts were, uh, saying that he is a thoughtful and experienced leader who can help advance criminal justice reform. You mean by not uh, prosecuting criminals, that advances criminal justice reform? Because I can tell you, because uh, I happen to know a lot of criminals in my tenure, in my lifetime, uh, in, in my past experience, you know, uh, I, I wasn't always this way. I wasn't always a conservative. I wasn't always a good guy. Uh, God woke me up some time ago. He shook me pretty good, too, when he did it. To have me come to a lot of the realizations that I stand before you and, and, and push today. I, I know for a fact that criminals are only looking for the next possible way to get away with the next scheme. Because what they're really trying to do is avoid the 9 to 5 and the slow money that comes from putting in a 40-hour work week, it is too much hard work for them. It's too much effort. They want it now. And if you don't give it to them, they will go take it. And that's exactly who they're pandering to, is pe the people with the, that exact ideology. So, I mean, it's up to you whether or not you want to uh, push forth an ideology that rewards people uh, for being criminals, but that's exactly what the left is doing. Uh, I want to play a clip for you that talks about it real shortly here uh, about what's going on with not just that, but into this next story, what's happening uh, with, with Bud Light. And that's what this clip is concerning. It's the button. Everyone thought that this Bud Light thing would blow over. I'm sure they thought it would blow over. Um, and then, you know, Target got mollywopped. Uh, their stock price took a hell of a hit. But here's the thing about the Bud Light deal, and I said it before, and I continually say it, and I'll say it again. All of the ad execs associated with the Dylan Mulvaney ad campaign and the ad exec, the, the, the particular one who made the statement the, uh, uh, against the current client base that purchase uh, and buy the Bud Light products, and what they did was they put down the customer. They talked extremely bad about their customer base and then allowed a, a, an ad to go out that doesn't push American values. And as I said before, Bud, uh, Budweiser is Americana. As long, as far back as I can remember, that Budweiser, just the logo of the Budweiser logo, uh, I mean, that, that, that was more American than, than most any logo out there for any company, for any product. I remember when Anheuser-Busch was sold to a foreign entity, people lost their damn minds. 
about this is Budweiser, this is America. So for them to take the stance that they've taken, for them to not have re- uh, did a press release and apologize, that's what we're waiting for. Apologize to your customer base. Apologize and fire, not put on leave. Don't punish. What are you talking about? These people just did something that you are supposedly against. They pushed values uh, 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 through an ad campaign that are supposedly against what Budweiser believes. So if that's really the case, come right out and say it. Because if you don't say it, then we believe that you believe every damn thing that she said and you back the values that allowed Dylan Mulvaney to come and represent your product and you truly are in alignment and and in solidarity with that whole movement. And if you are, then God help you because you're not going to get your client base back. You're not going to get your customer back. And just imagine if you would have never opened your mouth and never ran an ad and never took a political position, you wouldn't have to take the opposite political position in order to win back some of your client base. But because you've opened your mouth and because you took these steps, you have to, you, now, now we want an answer. Now we want to know, where do you stand? What do you believe? Are you sorry? And why aren't these people fired? That's, in all honesty, guys, I think it's too little too late at this point. Because if they really believe that and they were really uh, going to do that and this was where their mind was, that would have happened a long time ago. If someone in my company loses me $27 billion, guess what? They're gone and I don't even I'm te- leave right now. Th- that minute, that moment, you're gone. You're out of there. So this guy, uh, they, not follow and not firing those ad execs and putting them on leave uh, is as big a slap in the face as anything else. Let's make it look to the public like we are punishing these folks when, in fact, we're not. We're not punishing them. They still work for us. We just have to put on this show, this dog and pony show, so it looks like uh, we're trying to do something about it. When, in fact, we're not. You're not doing anything about it. Uh, listen to this clip. Bribe the homeless to stay out on the streets. Oh, sorry, guys. Them a thousand- Wrong clip. We'll get to that in a second is boosting the sales of competitors like Coors Light and Miller Light. Lydia, who has our story? Could there actually be a shortage of these other beers? Hey there, Stuart. There could be. That's what the experts are saying. We are in uncharted chartered waters here, but we do have data that shows that sales and volumes of Budweiser and Bud Light are falling and competitors are surging. Watch this. We're almost seeing an inverse of trends, whatever Bud Light is down for any given week. Coors Light and Miller Light are both up. Generally, beer drinkers tend to be pretty loyal. So when that loyalty shifts, and that that goes back to me thinking, it's going to be harder and harder to get these lapsed consumers back into the family. Now, Dave Williams there that you just heard from, he described the situation as a seesaw between Budweiser and its competitors. While Bud Light sales are slumping more than 24% for the most recent week, Anheuser's competitors all seeing a boost here, Miller Lite, Coors Light, even Yingling up by the double digits. And the company's share price not doing much better. Anheuser-Busch losing nearly $16 billion in market cap since 
that controversial partnership. They remain in the red for the year, while other major domestic beer producers, Molson Coors and Heineken, they are gaining. Now, sales of Bud Light have fallen for six consecutive weeks. Every region of the country seeing double-digit declines, except for Las Vegas. The fallout, Stuart, it's cutting across both red states and blue states. Now, Anheuser has the very difficult task of trying to regain the customers that it's lost. This weekend, it's offering a rebate of up to $15 on purchases of Bud Light and other products, depending on what's purchased. It could effectively sell the product for free. The experts say that's not just a help or an incentive to the customer, but to the distributor, too, who's left sitting on a pile of Bud Light products. They're having a tough time moving. And that's exactly what they get. This is going to be the same thing with Target. People are not going to shop there. People are not going to put their spend their money there. We're not going to we're not going to give money to people who don't align with their values. People who don't align with American values, right? American values, and I say that loudly, and I put the emphasis on that because what we see happening in the world today, what we see happening with our culture today, you see these things that are pushed by people that are in power, people in the media or in the press. These are not American values. These are absolutely anti-American values. America was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. Uh, it says right in our Constitution that we are endowed uh, by, by rights given to us by our maker. Who's the maker? Who are they referring to? They're referring to God. These people are godless. These people don't believe in anything they can't see, feel, and touch. And then, uh, then they believe in other things that they can't see, feel, and touch. <laughs> but... It's something that we are going to have to continually take a stance against, and, and we, can't, we cannot let up. We can never let up, and quite honestly. Um, evil will not retreat willingly. Evil must be beaten back, and that is the truth. If, if you stop at any point in time to um, give, it, give it a breath, just a little breather, uh, it will... It, it, it'll reestablish itself and come at you in a different way. You cannot crack the door. You know, you crack the door by compromising your values uh, just a little bit, and then what happens when you compromise is the door gets open a little more, a little more, and before you know it, it's full swing all the way open, and you're back to where you started. So, yes, it, absolutely, we need to do whatever we can, however we can, uh, to restore the moral compass and the American values that we all know and love, that we know what makes us prosperous. We know what made this country great, and we're watching them flush it down the toilet because of something they call freedom. But what they call freedom isn't freedom. What they call freedom is truly anarchy. It is a lack of standards. They don't have standards. And any time that you bring up truth, they want to tell you that's your truth, as if there is no absolute truth. So it's something that's it's taken on a life of its own, and unfortunately they've gone after the kids to teach them these same things, and that's where we need to focus our energy at. We need to focus on educating the children so that these monsters and these groomers uh, don't get a chance to, that they don't have a chance with your children. You need to talk to them at home and educate them about what's really going on in the world at home and ask them about what their teachers, you know, are, are, are telling them at school. 
Ask them, hey, what's in your school library? Find out what's going on at your kid's school. It, it's it, it better find out now than later by, you know, by accident. But um, you got to be intentional, guys. You just, there's there's got to be some intentionality. We need to know what's happening in our children's lives. Now, the backlash against the Mulvaney marketing campaign has had a significant impact on AB and Bev's business and a $27 billion in market value lost so far. The sales volume for Bud Light has fallen 29.5% in the last week, ending in, uh, excuse me, ending in May 20th. So they lost a ton of money even prior to that. Now they've lost another, on top of that, another 29.5% market share in just in the month of May. Oh, my. And they still aren't firing these people. They're still standing with them. They're still, they still haven't apologized. What are they afraid of? They're afraid, well, if we apologize and we take a stance against these people, then they're going to call us bigots. We can't have that. So this is what you get. This is what you get. Um, and, and I hope that this is just the tip of the iceberg for both them and Target and anyone else, anyone else who takes these this same uh, approach to their business anyone else if you want to cater to 1.7 percent of the population and and in the in the waterheads on the left that believe like them go ahead all the rest of us will take our money elsewhere and then you can find out uh the hard way exactly why you shouldn't have taken a position and stayed out of it to begin with now they're now saying that ai or artificial intelligence needs more than just the cloud to power it that is that pervasive that's uh that's that's definitely see cloud space is just space that's what it is right cloud space is hard drive space um and also cloud computing allows processing power to be transmitted via the internet so you need to have some pretty good broadband speeds in order to utilize the cloud the way that it's really meant to be utilized. However, uh, the calculations per minute or per second, really, that uh, in the bus speed necessary to run uh, artificial intelligence programs, uh, especially as right now we're there in their infancy, as they grow, uh, will outpace what the cloud is able to offer us. I personally, I've started using Google Bard, and I've been a, a chat GPT guy for quite some time now. It has helped quite a bit in... Uh, and, and, and for for many, many things. I know people uh, are afraid of AI and all that because you watched the Terminator one too many times. And there is some potential for AI to uh, make some bad calls. But here's the thing, guys. It's a computer program and it's not sentient. Uh, it, it is unable to feel. It's unable to think outside of the rules that you pre-programmed for its thought process so it doesn't it's not going to do anything that you haven't told it to do you set the parameters and the rules and the guidelines for how it learns where it can go and get the information that it needs to learn the whole thing every subset of every piece of its programming is done by a human and it can't grow beyond what that programming allows for it so um i think some of the talk that they're doing about ai just running amok and doing the things that it, it they say that it will do. I think that uh, it, it's definitely 
possible that those that are in power are saying that for some other reason. What are they planning to do with AI that they want to plan or they want to pin on AI itself? And they fully deserve that kind of uh, uh, of thought, that, that kind of, you know, for people to look at them and, and wonder, okay, what are you really doing? Because, I mean, the political field is, I mean, the, the political realm as it sits today with Biden and, and his uh, and his schemes and his plans going on in the background that he's being busted for, his family, his son, even his grandchildren now, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and hers, uh, Obama and his. Uh, there are so many conspiracy theories at this point that have absolutely been proven right. No longer conspiracy, but a fact um, that it is very hard to, as someone who knows about programming, someone who knows about software programming, someone who knows about uh, uh, hardware and chipsets and broadband and uh, just in general computers, right? Um, I, I'm not afraid uh, of it. I, I think that there should be limitations, certain limitations placed on artificial intelligence software. But by and large, what's going to happen are the people programming that are going to set its limitations. And anything that it does, uh, good or bad or indifferent, are going to be things that it's programmed to do. It's not going to be something that it just reached out and did on its own. So when you hear artificial intelligence, you think of a self-thinking, self and that's not what it is. It's not. It is a piece of software. It's 100% a piece of software, and it's not going to do anything that it hasn't been programmed to do to begin with. So, guys, it, just don't let them fool you and, and, and make you believe that AI is going to start thinking and doing it on its own and deciding that humans are a waste of space and all this. It, that's not true. Not true at all. Now, Oregon would the guys in the Oregon are... Uh, Oregon and Idaho are going at it right now because the Dem senators slammed the greater Idaho movement to absorb con uh, conservative rural counties from liberal Oregon. So there are 11 counties in Oregon that are, uh, they are conservative counties. And because uh, they don't want to be, they're not aligned with the value system of the rest of their state, they want to go and be part of a system that doesn't reward people for not working. It doesn't reward people for not doing it. Essentially, they're not socialist, communist. They still believe in the republic. They want to be with a state that does too. Uh, they want to protect their assets. They want to protect their property. They want to be with like-minded individuals and pay the taxes due to people that are like-minded, right? Uh, and, and this goes, it speaks further into this conversation that was started by Marjorie Taylor Greene about um, a national divorce, uh, and it was touted. And, and you'd hate to see the United States split. Uh, but here's the reality of it. If we did, let's just follow this thing through to its logical conclusion, and let's hypothetically say that it happens. And we have a conservative America, and you have uh, a Democrat America, socialist, communist, Marxist, Communists <laughs> can't say that enough. Democrats. What you will have at that point are Democrats at the border asking to borrow a cup of sugar. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. But no, I mean their their economy would be trash. Their economy would be trash. Their innovation would be trash. 
they they would see very you, what would happen when you left them to their own devices where they had to budget for themselves and they could only operate off the tax revenue that they derive from their citizens they would become conservatives immediately immediately because they would see that the things that they believe in are not sustainable by the laws and the way they enact their laws and their beliefs in society they're not the harsh reality of being a grown-up is you have to get up off your ass and go to work, pay your bills, clean your room, do the things that you need to do. Your neighbor is not responsible for you. You are ultimately responsible for yourself. That's why they call this a free country. Because when you expect the government to do everything for you, pay your way, give you your food, the whole thing, you're not free. You're not free at all. You're bought and paid for. You're a piece of property. And, you, and if you are in that position... You should be using that position uh, for whatever, for the small or short period of time that you may need it to propel yourself into a job and get away from it. It should be a shameful thing to have to have your hand out and, and, and need the government uh, to put to grease your palms so that you can live. I mean, it's, it should be an absolutely shameful thing, and it always was when I was growing up. It always was when I was growing up. Uh, but we've lost that, and now we've we, we've turned that into an attitude of we're owed, so it doesn't matter. When it absolutely matters, absolutely it matters. Now the move the, the movement to incorporate the eleven Oregon counties into Idaho is gaining momentum, but it faces significant hurdles, including the need for approval from both states. Um, so the proponents of the Greater Idaho movement argue that the move would allow rural conservative communities to be better represented by their state. Uh, they also point to economic benefits such as increased tax revenue and job creation. And, and to be quite honest with you, it would, it would benefit Oregon as well because they would be left with nothing but their base. Their governor should absolutely love that. He's not threatened during the next election cycle. So, But it, it would affect him eventually because, like you said, what, he, what he's doing when he gets rid of conservatives uh, uh, he'll be getting rid of his, his taxable base, right? Because we're the ones who pay taxes. We're the ones who pay taxes. I would love to see the numbers for Democrats that actually pay taxes and Republicans, and I'd love to compare those numbers. If someone has them, please send them my way. I would love to see them. Uh, opponents of the movement argue that it is unrealistic and would be costly. They also worry that it would set a dangerous precedent for other states, a dangerous precedent like what we're tired of paying for you if you want to sit on your ass. So what we're going to do is take our money elsewhere with people like us who don't do that. Uh, we want to be somewhere and be a part of a system that uh, actually prosecutes their criminals and keeps their citizens safe and doesn't treat their criminals like victims. What a novel idea. Now, the movement has gained traction in recent years with the 11 counties in eastern Oregon voting for ballot measures to explore the possibility of secession. A measure in Wallawa, I want to say that correctly, I believe is Wallawa County, is currently looking like it will pass, which would bring, a, bring it to a total of 12 counties. It is unclear whether the movement would ultimately succeed. However, it is highlighted that the growing political divide between the rural and urban areas in the states are key points and factors in this debate. So it, it, it'll be inter interesting to see. I know Texas has uh, floated the idea of secession as well in the past uh, because they just are, are in, entirely tired of the way that the United States itself 
is being governed. We we put people in the conversation and, and, and we have the conversation with people about things that are right and wrong or constitutional or unconstitutional that we shouldn't have. We absolutely should not ever have the argument with people as to whether or not men belong in women's sports or the definition of what a woman is. It's not a conversation that we need to have. We know the answer already. And anyone else who doesn't agree with the truth on that answer, well, that person needs to seek help. But you need to stop treating them like they're as normal as you and me because they're obviously not. They're touched in the head and they believe a delusion and a lie and they need to be called on it. And the only way that we're going to return to any sort of normalcy is obviously to, to not give them the credence that they are seeking, not give them the attention, not give them the platform to speak those wonky ideas from. They really aren't. Now, we are three years beyond the beginning of our pandemic and the measures taken to help people during the pandemic, like the rent moratorium. However, Oregon residents express frustration with the rise in crime and the things going on there, but nothing more disturbing than the landlords in that area that are um, now arguing that it's three years. It's time that they start getting paid their rent. They want to start getting paid their rent. So uh, these these people are are they're frustrated. They're angry. They're mad. Their properties are being devalued. People that are living in their homes and not paying rent are just treating their homes like trash. And several of them came out and made statements against them. Listen to some of the statements uh, that are being made by the people in Oregon, I mean, excuse me, uh, in, in Oakland about uh, their properties and what those people that live in their properties refusing to pay rent are doing and what the state is actually not doing to help. Listen. Too little too late. If you're a tenant in Oakland, you haven't had to pay rent for the past three years. On the other side of that, there's the landlord. All you have to do is tell your landlord it's scary, COVID, you get a pass. But if you are that landlord, if you're a mom and pop landlord who's been trying to pay off your mortgage, good luck. You can't evict the bad tenant and you sure can't sue them. And the city council's thinking, yeah, let's give them more time. We want more of that moratorium. But good luck telling the mom and pop stores who are down thousands. I'm owed over $40,000 in rent. We have heard tenants who said, we ain't paying rents. And you can sue us if you want to. Nothing you can do about it. She currently has an individual living in her house, able-bodied, grown man, not paying rent, got money to buy weed and smoke all day, but now is in arrears over $18,000. We just wanted them to leave. They hoarded the house. The house was worth over $500,000 at one point. Now it's barely worth $100,000. The walls are so black dirty that if you even put any grease on the stove and try to cook something, you will start a fire. We are housing providers. We are black people. And we are being forgotten about. We are not represented in this council, in this body. Nobody is coming to save us. Now, my question is this. How many of them voted for the idiot Democrats that are levying these uh, moratoriums against their own people? I would garner most of them. 
So guess what? You get to suffer the consequences. Not that I believe that it's correct or right, but God, I hope that you guys are learning a very necessary political lesson at this point uh, because these are Democrat policies. Democrat policies. These are not policies that the Republicans are pushing or Republicans are standing for. These are fully 100% Democrat policies. And if you want to change, and if you really care about your community and you want to change it, stop listening to these people. They lie to you. They use you. They use your victimhood. Uh, They treat the criminals in your own communities that you seemingly care about like victims and then treat the victims, the true victims, like they are the criminals, like they shouldn't complain. This is, I mean, I believe, anyway, this is the reason why they're importing a new voting base. This is why there are so many legals uh, coming across our border with the help of the Biden administration because they know they're pissing off all their current voting base and they're going to be leaving them in droves. In droves, they don't care about them. That's why they kicked them out of their housing projects. They kicked them out of the hotels where they were putting up uh, homeless vets. They kicked them out of everywhere uh, where they could house uh, illegal immigrants. And they put them right to the front of the line with Section H housing and the likes. And uh, people here in the United States have to wait quite some time in order to get uh, approved on those lists. But yet people ran across our border illegally, broke a law to get here, and they're being rewarded for it. So, guys, come over to the conservative party where people are treated like individuals and not part of a group, right? Come to a party that actually encourages free thinking. Come to a party that actually uh, 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 pushes the idea of accountability and responsibility, right? So we are a party of entrepreneurs, uh, of people who love our country and love our constitution and love our freedoms and we stand against anyone and everyone who would get in the way of those freedoms all enemies my friends all enemies foreign and domestic we need to come together and make this stand and stop letting the little things divide us when the bigger things need to unite us right now because enemies are within our border make no mistake the enemies are within the border, and a lot of them hold elected positions in our government. Uh, Christopher Ray today should be held in contempt for refusing uh, to turn over the document requested by the Congress, even though the Congress has jurisdiction over the FBI. So the FBI, in its loyalty to the current establishment, is breaking the law just uh, to, to remain loyal to the corrupt Biden administration. The, 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 the FBI has received a legal and lawful order which they are deciding not to follow, not to listen to, even when a judge tells them they have to. You're looking at a civil war. It's just being fought differently. It's already started. The revolution has started, friends. It's already began. You're living it. When the, when, the, when the Congress tells the FBI to turn over a piece of document which may show that the President of the United States uh, is absolutely 100% corrupt and has been selling his, you know, to the highest bidder his influence 
or, or, or allowing, uh, making foreign policy decisions that benefit people in other countries so that he gets paid. Uh, when, you, when you have statements made like that, when, when allegations are made about those things, uh, and then you withhold the document that whistleblowers come out and say, that's the document that proves that this is going on, and you don't want to, even when a judge tells you to, that you don't believe that Congress has the right to see it, Democrats and Republicans both have the right to see this document, that is 100% proof, with no doubt that it's proof that the FBI is now playing politics. And if that, that being the case, when you couple that with the things that we know about what happened with Twitter, about parents uh, uh, being targeted as domestic terrorists, about them going after their own FBI agents when they want to come out and, and be whistleblowers and tell the truth, about the fact that the DOJ... Uh, fired not the IRS, but the DOJ made the call to fire the IRS agents uh, investigating the Biden claim after the whistleblower came out with the information that he came out with. There, there's substantial amount of evidence that we, a lot of the folks in our government are corrupt, so corrupt, in fact, that how we ever fix it and get things back to normal, uh, it's going to be a process, my friends, a, a real process. And the, and the funny thing is, it's a it's it's like a it's like a dog, a, a wounded animal, if you will, uh, when it's wounded and it knows it's caught and it knows it's cornered. You know, it attacks. So this is what concerns me about Biden, and it concerns me about the FBI, and it concerns me about a, a large uh, a, a portion of the elected officials that side with them and think like them. They know their days are numbered. They know they're caught. They know they're cornered, and we have the evidence. What are they going to do now that this is being made public and that they know uh, that the end is near, that, that we have their number? What are they doing at this point to cover things up? Uh, you know, God knows. I mean, let your mind take you where it will. But it's definitely something that we should all be concerned over. Now, Patriots, it's been great hanging out with you, uh, as I say always, and, uh, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Now, like I told you yesterday, uh, going through the analytics, we have uh, our, uh, our our viewership and our listener uh, listening audience has grown exponentially. But only about 20% or so of the people that listen to the podcast actually hit that subscribe or follow button. Guys, I need you to do that for me. If you, wanna, if you want to support the Patriots Prayer Podcast, uh, the best way that you can do that for me today is hit that follow, like, subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We look forward to hearing from you. Go visit us at thepatriotsprayer.com and support us at your youronestopgiftshop.com. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And any money donated to the Patriots Prayer or getting to it, uh, that's given to us through support of a buying something off the website uh, goes right into keeping us doing exactly what we're doing. And uh, you can count on us uh, doing it as long as we have breath in our body. We're going to tell you the truth and let the chips fall where they may. So the silent majority, you guys need to stop being silent and stand your ground. And we'll see you again next time on the Patriots Prayer. You guys have a great day.